Welcome everybody to the Joe Random Sports Podcast, the famous name from MLB The Show Career Mode started a group of fantasy leagues years ago. And today, we gather with longtime Joe Randoms, Stephen Thayer and Matt Ramirez to talk all things sports with other Joe Randoms. We hope you enjoy. And remember, just keep swishing and don't strike out. I know you're not going to like this, but I, I think the, the Grizzlies are actually going to take out the Warriors. Um, <laughs> just, I know they kind of struggled against the T-Wolves, but I'm, I'm looking at this matchup, and the Memphis Grizzlies did really well against the Warriors. They matched up pretty well, and I think from a big man standpoint, they can't really match up with them. So they're going to have to go bigger with Kevon Looney and Kaminga. So they're going to have to play a little bit different style, but... Memphis has the young guys to be able to defend the death lineup with Poole and Wiggins and Curry and Thompson and Draymond, but it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Classic Nathan. <laughs> That's as good as it gets. Um, we're missing a, a woo, but other than that, man, it's... It's classic Kuzbari. <laughs> I uh, actually at our at our game or at, at the Rancho Cucamongo series, they every time the <laughs> score a run, you hear uh, "woo woo," and I'm like, <laughs> "Is JT in the crowd?" <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No, I love JT. It's funny whenever he makes like a subtle passive aggressive text in the group chat, he always ends it with "lol." Have you oh. noticed that? <laughs> isn't he starting to adopt your uh smiling laughing crying face yeah 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 i yeah i have no problem with that i'm i'm willing to share <laughs> yeah I, I mean you know he but here's the reason like he, he likes to come across very businessy and, and and formidable with his prediction like this is exactly what the analysts are saying type stuff and and then he'll, he'll but the reason he'll say it is because he deep down wants the Warriors to lose. He, he oh, doesn't yeah. like the Warriors. So he'll make these predictions. They'll say, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. Like, yeah, we sure will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's classic. I think that's a good good analysis of it. But I don't know what the group chat would be without JT's um, never-ending optimism for his teams. <laughs> oh, there was so much of it. There's a lot to talk about in this show. Uh, real quick, I'll play... Uh, my response to JT's reaction uh, with the Warriors prediction. Yeah, Nathan, we'll, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see. We'll see what happens. You know, that's what you said for all of that, that you, that whole message. <laughs> what makes you think that the Grizzlies are going to like beat the Warriors? You, the reasons you gave d- didn't, did not make any sense to me. They didn't, they didn't even, it didn't even like match up. It didn't. It didn't. Oh, they have the young guys to defend the death lineup. Uh, I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> this is the Warriors series to lose uh, during the season. Yeah, they struggled against Memphis, but the Warriors were never healthy. They were always playing a man down, and now that we're firing at all cylinders. It, it's. I know Memphis is good. I like them. They're talented, but they got no shot. You highlighted experience 
for for some of these teams, uh, and Memphis doesn't have that experience. The Warriors do. That's what comes in the handy in these seven-game series. There's no chance, no chance that the Grizzlies beat the Warriors. So let's just jump right into the Warriors because, you know, we're coming here this this uh, Saturday morning and and uh, we're celebrating a, a Game 6 Warriors win. It reminds me very much of 2015 when they had that run and beat Memphis in six to go to the conference finals. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Because we looked pretty crappy in the last couple games. Well, the, the thing that concerns me long-term is the turnovers, right? Like, I, they're making careless turnover after careless turnover. And um, the flip side of that is that they're still winning with what? how many turnovers did they have last night? Like 25? It's despicable. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the fact that they're still winning by a decent margin with that happening is – is solid. I like that Kerr is finally um, shrinking the rotation a little bit. I think they only played eight, eight guys last night. I wish Damian Lee wasn't one of them, but um, we can live with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really love what Looney's doing. Draymond's playing like he usually does. Clay's finally figuring it out. And if Steph can start shooting a little more efficiently, I don't, man, this, I can't see these guys losing. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. We're such an underrated three seed. Looney, 22 rebounds last night. I think Draymond was like 14, 16, and 8. Just perfect. Block and a two steals, yeah. Yeah, just that's what you love to see. And Clay bringing it, Curry bringing it. And we're unstoppable if all those guys are hitting. Even Wiggins got himself 18, I think. So, Gosh, yeah. We, we yeah, need- he had a couple big shots to stop, um, stop some of those Grizzlies runs. But he's been struggling this playoffs. Really the second half, ever since he kind of got into the free throw yips. Yeah, yeah, we really need him. Otherwise, the, those Harrison Barnes predictions aren't going to stop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, athletic Harrison Barnes. Yeah, but uh, man, I, I wish we still had Gary. Uh, you know, that's going to be a, a tough loss. But um, super stoked that we advanced, and you know, whether we get the the Suns or the Mavericks, uh, I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Who do you hope for? You know, I, I actually think I want the Suns. I, I just same Dallas is such a streaky shooting team, and they got so Who, many. Who's guys. guarding Luca too? Like Wiggins? Yeah, I mean that's a good play. I mean, yeah, Luke, we couldn't we couldn't contain Jaw. You know, if 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 Jaw was there for all all the whole series, is you know we don't know if we could have stopped that, especially with Gary out. Yeah, that would be tough. Um, yeah, the Warriors have gotten really lucky. Also, you can make the argument they've gotten unlucky with Clay and KD getting hurt, but the last five years or whatever, they've had some really good injury luck with uh, Chris Paul, Kawhi, that's true. Uh, Kyrie, Love. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of good breaks that go their way, and a lot of good things have to happen to create these these dynasty-type teams, you know? It's a survive in advance, right? You said curse shrink the rotation to eight. That's what you got to do and in, in deep into March Madness. You, you don't yep. have time to, to mess around and load manage. We're done with that. You know? Yeah. 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 It's, Steph's back to being healthy again. Should it be, how nice would it be if Damian Lee wasn't playing and Gary Payton was? That'd be a perfect eight man rotation. You know, D Lee is one of those guys where I never like it when he's on the floor, but then he'll do something good where I'm like, all right, well, 
you know, he saved himself for today. And, 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 and just, yeah. it's like the perfect amount to where Kirk keeps him out there. And, and I'm still, uh. <laughs> it's like just good enough and just bad enough to annoy you both ways. <laughs> yeah. There's like, just, he's just tosses the ball to the other team one play and then he'll, he'll hit a 30 footer randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, yeah. Huge, huge series win. On the other side of the bracket, the Heat kind of took care of business, which is uh, what what I at least predicted. You know, Joel Embiid just with without him on the floor, they they had no shot. I didn't think they had a shot anyway, but but without yeah. him, hopeless. Yeah, I did. I predict Sixers and seven, if I remember right. I think you had Philly. Yeah, man, what a joke of a player James Harden's turned into. Let, let's talk about him for a second. Yeah, one shot off in the second half. Oh, that last game? Yeah. I mean, some I saw some stuff on Twitter where, like, uh, in the fourth quarter of the last two games, Ben Simmons and James Harden attempted the same number of shots. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. That's yeah, – it's, it's sad. It's, it's not sad to see him being kind of a James Harden hater over the years, but um, it's sad to see from, uh, from an investment standpoint. Like, they gave up all that. I mean, I guess you can say that Simmons didn't play, so some people are saying – that the Sixers won the trade, but Harden's going to be completely washed out in two years. Would you say he's kind of on that mellow, mellow track? You probably are going to have to trade him in fantasy. <laughs> I mean, he's not. He's not being kept. Yeah, he's he's either being traded or he's somebody's going to draft him next year, and he's going to average eighteen and nine. He, he, all right, you heard it here. He's going with Darius Garland, folks. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I would even even if I could keep Booker, I think I would be taking Garland. Yeah, well, he Stephen A had talked about it. How he's kind of he's kind of a a killer. Like he's got all these these quote unquote bodies from everywhere he's been because teams just unload their entire roster to get him. So you know, Chris Paul fell to the wayside in Houston. You've got you know what just happened with Simmons and Curry and and Drummond and the, with the Nets and that. I mean, did you? Just uh, what was it, Karis LeVert in that that original yep. deal with Jared Allen, and just they have he's got a body count, and teams are going to realize now that hey, he's kind of destructive if we bring him in. And I mean, hasn't that been the mo since D'Antoni? Basically, like he's yeah. just been going through coaches, going through teammates. Like, what does this guy need to make himself either happy or whatever it might be? Because whether it be people saying he's quitting on the team or he's out of shape or he's basically like, you know what they say with, with LeBron, like he'll gut the team after getting you a championship, but Harden just doesn't even get you to the conference finals anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, it's an absolute joke. Um, and, and the Nets are a joke. Kyrie is a joke. Uh, they're all, they're all responsible. Durant played a role in the collapse. They, and, and it just is just the problem with, the NBA giving these players too much power because they're going to self-destruct every franchise. If you give them that chance. I, th- I actually don't think the nets are completely done yet, but yeah, I think, I think the Sixers are pretty much screwed because you either let Harden walk and you get nothing for him or you give him, what is it like five years, 240 million is his next contract. And he ain't worth the max deal. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why it's so special what the Warriors are doing with, with Curry, you know, because he's one of the only guys that can set aside his ego. One of the only superstars that can say, Hey, like, let's actually get people around me and I'll stay here and play for you guys. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact that Steph went through the last two years without making a fuss of anything, especially with the roster they put around him last year. I know Clay was out, but that was a bad team last year. And to have no no public frustrations or anything like that's pretty pretty cool to see. Yeah. And you know, now we're in the conference finals. And I don't think anybody really predicted this going into the season. You know, they were like, yeah, the Warriors are going to be good. They they should have kind of made the playoffs last year, whether you call that play in tournament an in or an out, but they were decent last year with that bad roster. And they were saying, yeah, they'll be better with a, a healthier team, you know, just, just supposedly, right? But I don't think anybody suspected them to be the best team in the West. And remember, they gave them a 6% chance going into the playoffs to win the finals, which is... That ludicrous. graphic is crazy. <laughs> Looking back at that, yeah, I mean, you got Steph Clay and Draymond on your team and there's a 6% chance, like, come on. Yeah. So, well, looking forward to both of these Western Conference Finals, whether it's or both of the, the conference finals, whether it's Dallas or Phoenix, I, I think it's going to be a great conference final. And even in the East with the Bucks and the Celtics, that series has been really good. They're, whoever wins is going to give the Heat the run for their money. Yeah, it'd be fun to see uh, Chris Paul self-destruct again. Um, that being said, I don't know if the Warriors have the firepower to get through the next round. That's right. You did say that. Uh, yeah, I, I just don't see it. I think I said it earlier, but I actually, I, I can't see that happening. Yeah. I, I think you had, you know, I'll give you some credit for your Pelicans actually putting the suns on the brink. <laughs> I, yeah, no. Well, it was funny. Cause as we were going through that episode, I'm like, shoot, I really can't predict that. Like I can't put that on my record, but it almost happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's been fun. So, well, we'll put NBA to rest for a second, um, man. Let's, let's move on. You know, I, the NFL draft happened a couple weeks ago and we don't need to dive too much into it. Um, but let's talk about at least what some of our teams did, the, the Niners, the Raiders, the Packers, um, and then any other notable points about the draft. Um, so off the bat, Matt, what do you think of the Niners draft and moving forward? How does that put us, what kind of position does that put us in? Well, when, it, when draft day comes around, like you're seeing like the teams that traded for a quarterback that, don't have their first round picks and to see like Stafford and uh, Wilson and all these teams like getting a clear cut star quarterback and the Niners gave up a little bit less than Wilson and just about the same for Stafford for Lance and to see where this whole thing is going is really scary. So <laughs> if they can't trade Jimmy and Jimmy sticks around for another year, there's a, there's a huge issue um, organizationally with that decision. I think some people are going to have to, um, reap the consequences of that in terms of the draft uh, I mean I don't really know a whole lot about Drake Jackson I watched his highlights on YouTube and he looks good but I'm sure every top couple round pick looks good on their uh, highlights I don't understand why they took um, I can't remember his name from LSU the running back in the third round yeah, uh, Davis Price I mean it, it's unless he's like a really good scat back I mean I just I don't really see a need for it um, like with that pick, I would have loved to see a DB come and cause like with, with their cornerback room, they have, they really only have two decent like NFL starter level cornerbacks and they're missing a safety now. So, um, that would be my, my only grudge. Obviously they probably studied the tape a whole lot more than I do, but those are my, those are my grudges, I guess, with their draft. Well, they did take 
two defensive backs, but in classic Niners fashion, they they took it in like the fifth and the sixth. Fifth and sixth, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just just classic. They I don't know what they th- even Balky did that. Oh, we're gonna get yeah. DPs late. Yeah, I I get it to a certain extent. You know, it's a huge risk taking a cornerback in the first two rounds because there's so few good ones. But, uh, man, I just – our secondary has been our biggest issue for many, many years. Yeah, I wish I wish they made a bigger run at Gilmore, especially him only getting one or two years. Because, um, I mean, for, for corners, like, I mean, they got Sherman a couple years ago, and that was one of the best decisions they made. Just getting a veteran cornerback you know is solid. Like, like you're saying, there's – probably 10 really good cornerbacks in the NFL and with how hard that position is, I think that's, that's gotta be a prime primary concern for them. One of the toughest sports skills. Uh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, you know, the, t- the Drake Jackson, he is a typical Shanahan Lynch pick, you know, we're going to strengthen the strength. And so I'm okay with having a good front seven because D Ford's not reliable and, yeah. You know, we, we always could use depth there, and it's it's been strong for us. I, I think we're a top four team in the NFC, regardless of uh, deep. Well, no, we. I'm a, I think we're a top four team in the NFC with Jimmy and Debo. But I will say, because I was like you with the the Tyrion Davis Price pick from LSU, why do we need to draft another running back in the third round? And we saw what happened with Trace Sermon. You know that Just get someone that. late, yeah. Did they and so what I'm concerned about is did they admit that they just blew that pick or does Shanahan want to run with a three back system? What's wrong with Elijah Mitchell and does Shanahan think he can make a running back out of everybody? Which he, I mean he has some clout to say that, um, but you know I get he's an LSU running back. You know it's it's easy to run behind that line. I, I just I don't know. There it's he was good in college, but I'm just curious if this was more of a move to appease Debo. And say, hey, all right, Devo, you don't have to be a running back. We'll make you more of a full-time receiver. Because the reports are so muddled. His value is highest because he's a, quote, wide back, right? But now it seems like he wants to play receiver because he's going to get hurt. So I thought – Well, running backs, running backs don't get paid. Like, they get paid a fraction of what the receivers get paid. So that's where he's he's nervous about, I think. Um but I, I, yeah, I don't really understand the whole situation. I'm sure there's more going on behind the scenes, but like, it seems like Debo's in a pretty damn good situation. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about the whole like, Jets trade. It's like, come on. Come yeah. on. I mean, like, like I said in the group chat, like if they're going to trade him, you got to trade him now because his value will never be higher. That's true. And so I think there is going to be a breaking point here maybe halfway through the year or something, if Jimmy's not playing well, if the team kind of looks like... Do you think Jimmy's going to be the starter? Oh, yeah. If you if you look across the board, there's... The Browns can't even trade Baker Mayfield. You know, they... Like, the, the Steelers are using Kenny Pickett as a backup to start the year. There, there's some... Mariota's going to be a starter. Mar- Mariota, I mean, the... The Raiders just traded for Stidham the, from the Patriots, and there's just not a room. No one's going to want to take on Jimmy kind of cap room, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I that that's a that's very concerning if Jimmy's starting, but just see, because of what that. they gave up for lunch. I know I yeah. I would agree with you. I think Jimmy's the better option, but considering what they gave up 
Oh, I said for Lynch for um for <laughs> Trey Lance. Yeah, I it's it's very it's not good. It's yeah. really not good. Your whole the whole point of doing that is because he's on a rookie contract and you're going to have this four three or four year window to get a Super Bowl run with a stacked roster and he's only going to if everything goes well now maybe two and a half years of Trey Lance like that's mind boggling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last notes on the draft here for the Niners. You know, they took the speedy receiver, Danny Gray from SMU. Supposedly he's supposed to, he's, he's supposed to be a stud, but it just screams AJ Jenkins for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm down on these. They took the offensive lineman from UTSA, the, the cornerback from Toledo. They got the, another offensive lineman from Fordham. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, since when did the Niners start taking small school guys? <laughs> Yeah, I liked uh, like Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy. I, I guess he's going to be a, a third stringer for us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he can compete for the second string job. Push Trey a little bit, maybe. I'm, I'm good with that. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, that's assuming Jimmy gets traded. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, in terms of the, the Raiders draft, because I know we got a few Raiders listeners out there. They, they obviously had to wait. And uh, they took uh, Dylan Parham, I think, in the third round, 90th overall. Uh, this guy is a big dude, big, big dude out of Memphis. Um, I guess he's going to play guard. So uh, I think it's good that they needed they needed offensive line help for sure. And they, they strengthened it even further by drafting Thayer Munford, another offensive lineman out of Ohio State. And he might be the best pick of the draft, right, JT? What a, what a good name. <laughs> Did you, didn't they get uh georgia's scat back yes yeah, zamir white yeah he was uh, good he was great i mean obviously running behind one of the best offensive lines ever but um he looked unbelievable in college i i really wanted the niners to get him so the fact that they got lsu back in the third and then the raiders got him in the fourth it just it's like ah you know <laughs> yeah i mean there's just so many good running backs right like it's it is what it is. Like we've seen these fifth, sixth, seventh undrafted guys become good. And especially with Shanahan's scheme, it's weird. But yeah, I think the Raiders did all right considering how few picks they had. Yeah. You know, and it's a new regime, obviously. So, you know, they're probably going to have a lot of leeway this first year, not having those, those early picks uh, with the Devontae Adams trade. They did trade uh, Brian Edwards in a seventh to the Falcons for a fifth. And to me, it's a, uh, it's, tough you know he was the last piece of that 2020 draft and you know they were like you know what let's cut our losses let's grab a fifth round from atlanta and hope that we can parlay it into something better <laughs> yeah exactly i it's yeah yeah i mean it's nice getting Devonte adams in the first round <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah. other notes on the draft um obviously we, we talked about it as set for a second baker mayfield might be playing backup you know which is so he's kind of a loser of the draft <laughs> they're probably gonna have to cut him right you can't keep him on the roster yeah i i don't know i don't know or is deshaun, how long is deshaun suspended for did they rule that suspension yet no i don't, I don't know but i guess you might as well keep him in case he's suspended then tell him hey go put some good film out and maybe get another job somewhere maybe they're banking on an injury somewhere else and Hey, all right, Baker, let's go for it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's a, that's a weird situation. Yeah. A big one that was shocking to me was the uh, A.J. Brown trade 
in, you know, getting a hundred million dollar deal with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts now has a formidable weapon. I think the Eagles are, are looking pretty good. And uh, I think it was probably good for the Titans to get rid of him. Although <laughs> what, what's Tannehill going to do now? <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't understand why the Titans did that. Like he's one of the best young receivers. I'm unless they just don't have the money to pay him, but um, wow. Uh, the Eagles look really good. The Eagles look good. Surprisingly, I thought the Jets did really well. They they had they had a lot of high picks. That's they, not going to matter. They they got Sauce Gardner. That's a that's yeah. A good one. Uh, they Rob Rob Sala bulked up his his defense a little bit, and um, uh, getting uh, JT's boy Garrett Wilson. So yep. I, I thought the the whole I know the Packers ended up getting. Christian Watson, who's supposed to be a, this really stud receiver, and they got him early in the second round, so maybe that was their guy all along. I thought Minnesota kind of dropped the ball on that. They got uh, – they, they what? They, they moved down five picks or so to draft uh, another receiver, Dotson. I think I don't know if he went to Penn State, but just to – like you should have just got Watson instead of the, the two third-round picks in the – it's just some really peculiar move like that. I mean, the Vikings did well waiting for their receiver with Justin Jefferson. So I don't know. Like, you just never know on these guys, right? That is true. Um, and I also like what Kansas City did. They uh, they got a really good corner in uh, McDuffie from uh, UW, Eric. Congratulations. And uh, they, they bulked up with a Purdue pass rusher, too. So uh, the Chiefs needed to address that, and they sure did. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. Getting uh, Ravens getting Kyle Hamilton at like fourteen or so from Notre Dame is a is a steal. I don't know if you've watched his highlights or not, but they're pretty incredible. He's a beast. Well, he's what the best safety in the draft, and yeah. they got David Ojabo. Like yep. he's gonna be out with an Achilles, but the Ravens always seem to to win the draft. It's crazy. Yeah, they draft really well. It'll be interesting to see um, with. Uh, Marquise Brown going to Arizona. That'll be a depleted receiver room in Baltimore. Yeah. Don't think I'll be drafting any uh, Ravens receivers this year. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to stick with J.K. Dobbins? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> all the ACL. We'll, we'll have our fantasy and NFL podcast <laughs> down the line. <laughs> that sounds good. So NFL draft, another one in the books. Moving on to baseball for just a second, any big surprises for you this uh, this uh, early – what, we're six weeks in now? Yeah, I mean, it's really good to see Mike Trout playing like Mike Trout again. I think that's probably my my favorite thing of the season so far. And their, their angels are actually good this year, so hopefully that, that stays. I would love to see him and Otani in the playoffs. Um, Yankees have been a, honestly a pretty big surprise for me. I didn't think they would be very good at all. Um, aging roster, obviously a lot of swing and miss, but a lot of power as well. And um, that's worked out really well for them. Dodgers are probably not as good as I expected them to be, but still really, really good. Um, and some guys haven't even started playing well yet. Um, and then my Giants, obviously, very average again this year. We'll see what happens. But, yeah. I wouldn't say they're very average. I mean, they're they're 20 and 12 and a half game out of first place. That's a solid team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, compared to compared to last year though, like I I just don't get the um especially offensively, like pitching wise, I 
think Rodon's been unbelievable. I think Cobb's really good. I think the bullpen is absolutely loaded. But offensively, I'm just worried, like, if Belt goes down, if Crawford goes down, like, if one or two guys go down, I feel like their offense gets very depleted quickly. Um, but we'll see. Um, and we'll see how, how Bart and Casali do behind the dish and what they, what they roll with. They just traded Dubon, too. Yeah, I saw that this morning. So I don't, I don't, yeah. I mean, Farhan's always got something up his sleeve, but uh, we'll see. I just don't like the Padres are much better this year. Dodgers are elite. Rockies are decent. So it's a tough division. I, I'm, it's the best division in baseball. You know, nobody's below 500 right now. Uh, yeah. You, you highlighted some, some of the points I was going to say. <laughs> Let's put it this way. The Tigers have scored 92 runs this year. That's the lowest in the league by a large margin. The Dodgers have given up 92 runs this year, which is also the lowest by a large margin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the, if the Giants were in the AL Central, I'd be they We went 105 games. Yeah. Now, I, I was surprised uh, to see San Diego coming out this hot. I, I didn't expect that, but they are doing well. They are better this year. I think the Giants will be – kind of they'll probably be looking for somebody on the move I have to imagine it's just hard to play, replace Buster Posey and Chris Bryant's offensive production so I feel like some they'll have to get somebody whoever's going to be available at the deadline I, I think the Reds uh you know not that we need to talk about the Reds but oof that's a that's a tough start to the season <laughs> yeah that's uh hopefully hopefully they keep this pace because i love seeing like record-breaking years and whether it be good or bad records that would be exciting to watch i i hate seeing it i i, I just it just looks bad and you know it sucks for the, the players it sucks for the fans but uh, you're right the daughters look really good I, I think the NL Central with the, the Brewers and the Cardinals kind of leading the way, that does not surprise me. I, I actually will have to give it to the Mets. You know, they added a lot of pieces. They were supposed to be pretty good, and so far they're living up to it. So Yeah, I mean, if you spend hundreds of millions, you'll, you'll be all right. Yeah, so both New York teams, the Yankees are the best in baseball right now, and we both, like you said, did not expect that. And uh, actually, Boston, and being 12 and 20 last in the division was kind of a surprise to me. Yeah, Boston's a so stagnant. It seems like the last few years, it's, it's good for baseball with all these big market teams being good. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, hats off to the Twins as well, because I think people were sort of down on them kind of being bad the last year. And so far, they're, they're right in the ship uh, atop of the AL Central. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... All right. Well, yeah, that's all I got for baseball. Yeah, it's a long season. I'm sure there'll be more to talk about uh, as we move through. And uh, well, shoot, Matt, do we have anything else before we, we get to the uh, the headline topic of the evening? No, let's get into the fun stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's all I got. Okay. Well, we're going to talk sports Mount Rushmore's. Obviously, a fun topic to discuss whether you're talking about greatest athletes of all time, the, the goats of every sport, who has those four spots on Mount Rushmore? Um, by the way, I got a joke for you, Matt. Uh, it, what would happen if Mount Rushmore exploded? Um, I don't know what would happen. 
it would be a monumental disaster. <laughs> what a what a classic Stephen Thayer joke Rich, right there. Rich, I appreciate uh, probably that. Would appreciate that one too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we decided we were going to surprise each other with our sp- sports Mount Rushmore questions. So Matt and I have two for each other. And we'll we'll kind of debate and discuss our choices for those. So Matt, do you do you want to shoot first? Well, should we start with our overall sports Mount Rushmore? All right, go for it. I'll start with that. Um, so for me, it's going to be Michael Jordan. I agree. Babe, Babe Ruth. Okay. Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. And Tom Brady. That's. Yeah, it's pretty generic, but I'll yeah. I mean, I think I think it's it's the most <laughs> obvious for me, right? I think the only one who could be interchange interchangeable would be um, Babe Ruth or Tom Brady. I think those are the only two that could possibly swing around for me. I think Tiger's got to be in there, and I think Michael's got to be in there just for their influence on their sports. So I, I I'm with you with Michael and Tiger, and I'm gonna replace the other two. Okay. With Serena Williams and Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, Serena's the was the one who I was thinking about um, with her influence on tennis. I think you could argue she's probably the most influential tennis player ever. Period. Um, for me, the the reach of tennis isn't quite what the reach of the other ones got to. That's the only reason why I couldn't bring her on there. And then Gretzky. I mean, Gretzky if you look at like how good he was at his sport compared to how good everyone was at their sport, he's got to be on there. But I, like I said, for the reach and influence and popularity, that was why. So, so you used that as a big determining factor, I guess. I, I was that, I think that's important. You know, influence is very important, but I, I also look just at Serena's sheer athletic ability and, and dominance and, same with Gretzky with the dominance and, and athleticism, but yeah. yeah. Michael Phelps was another one I thought about. Mm, good choice. Yeah. Okay. All right. First one for you. Um, this one I've always been interested in because there's been a lot of good players and this happens to be before you were employed in, in baseball, this happened to be one of your favorite teams. Um, what would you go for your Dodgers found Rushmore? Oh, wow. Um, Dodgers, Mount Rushmore, Clayton Kershaw. Okay. Is clearly the best pitcher in Dodgers history. Um, even though Clearly? It's, it, it's not even close for me. I, I think Clayton Kershaw is definitely. Koufax isn't close? He just passed his, his franchise strikeout record. I mean, yeah, he's played a lot longer, obviously. but well, Koufax was filthy, but I – I also give a slight nod to the more recent athletes as we, we kind of discuss. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. So Clayton Kershaw. Let's go with, well, this is not as obvious. I thought it was going to be, are we, uh, is it all Dodgers history or. Uh, yeah. You can go back to Brooklyn. I think I, there's one name that I would think of. Yeah. Jackie Robinson for sure. And I would say, I'll say Duke Snyder probably has to be on there. Duke Snyder is the all-time Dodgers home run leader. So 
I, I think that does carry a lot of weight. Okay, so you got Duke Snyder, Jackie, Kershaw. And the last one, man, there's so many honorable mentions. I'm not going to be a JT because JT will, you know what he'll do is he'll go name a bunch. He'll name a bunch and say, yeah, like, you know, I I think the Giants should have Pablo Sandoval and Brandon Crawford and Brandon Bell and Bruce Bochy. But, but, you know, Posey could be on there and and Bumgarner could be on, you know, he'll, he'll do that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it's it's not even close for me. I, I think Vince Scully is the fourth one on there. That's a great choice. I yeah, I mean you can think about Vince Scully, Tommy Lasorda. Um, I can't believe Koufax isn't on there. That probably will lose some credibility with Dodger fans, but come on, Kershaw. Yeah, yeah. No, Kershaw's got to be on there. Um, I would, yeah. The only I could think about. Maybe going Koufax for Duke Snyder would be, as a Giants fan, would be mine. It's hard to put two pitchers on something like that. Yeah, I get that. So I'm with you. I think that's a solid list. Hershey, Snyder, Jackie, and the man himself, Vince Scully. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll, I'll give one to you so we can – and then we'll, we'll give our final one. Yep. Who is on your 49ers, Mount Rushmore? Ooh. Um, this one's going to be – I think the fourth spot is going to be the toughest one to find. Um, I'm going to go Jerry Rice, yep. Joe Montana, yep. Steve Young. This The fourth one's tough. Um, let's go. See, I'm, so you want to hear who I'm debating between? Okay. Debating between Frank Gore and Bill Walsh. Right. The dynasty never happens without Bill Walsh. Frank Gore would be the one from, from this era. Um, and then maybe Jeff Garcia. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go Bill Walsh. He's arguably top two or three coach of all time. So Bill Walsh, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Steve Young. Yeah. I, I think Frank Gore is probably honorable mention, but I, it's a, you know, Steve Young definitely has a case to be on there, but just kind of like what I said, you know, having two pitchers, having two quarterbacks, uh, for me, quarterbacks are are like the guys though. They are, but the Niners probably also don't win those Super Bowls if they don't have Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott. Yep. I like that. So I, I had to switch Steve, unfortunately for Ronnie. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, Ronnie has three of them, right? I mean, he was, he was an animal. Yeah. He's maybe the greatest safety ever to play, you know, if not yeah, him and Ed Reed. Yeah. Top three or four, you know, it's yeah. I, yeah. Revolutionized uh, the position. That's a, that's a good choice. I'll stick with Steve Young just because of my quarterback bias, but that's a really good choice. You know, I, I appreciate your consistency. Uh, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, second one for me. All right, second one for you, and I, I'll collaborate on this at, at, when you're done, but Bay Area Sports Mount Rushmore. Ah, see, I was thinking about this one for you. Okay, Bay Area, since we got a lot of Bay Area listeners. Um, you can look at the Ike sandwich menu if you need to. 
<laughs> That's not a bad ploy. Not a bad ploy. All right, I've got two of them right off the top. Okay. Bill Romanowski. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jose Canseco. No. <laughs> just the the most juiced guys. Um, all right, for sure, Ricky Henderson and Jerry Rice. Ricky? Yeah, for sure. Okay. You're counting his whole life, I assume, not just MLB. Because isn't, isn't Ricky from Oakland? Yeah. Yeah. So he, so he has an extra pull. He, yeah. Being, being a local guy. Yep. So, you know, Reggie and Jerry. Ricky and, and Jerry, yep. Ricky and Jerry. Sorry. Uh, it's it's got to be Stephen Curry now. You know, okay. he's, he's the greatest warrior ever. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, sure, Wilt, Chamberlain, whatever. But no, Curry – Curry is a true warrior through and through. And it's like, do I go? So now it's, do I, do I overlap? You know, what, what sport do I overlap if I overlap? Right. So I've got baseball, I've got football, got basketball. Um, like, do I go broadcaster? Do I go coach? <laughs> um, uh, some people might put Barry Bonds on this. Some people might. Some people might put Posey on this. Shoot, for the amount of <laughs> he's he's responsible for. Barry Zito has a good case playing for both. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Posey and Barry are my my two options that I would think about. Um, I mean, Posey's brought three championships, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me personally, like I always think about Clay just because of how, how awesome he is for me personally. <laughs> uh, Chris Mullen could be up there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jerry Rice could be up there. Did you put Jerry already? I have Jerry on there. You yeah, know, I mean, Joe Montana's got to be thought you know, about. I was just going to say, I think that's my final vote is is Joe Montana. So I, I'm overlapping with the, the 49ers there, but let, like we both – wait, did you see the Joe Montana documentary? Yeah. So, yeah, the, the Joe has to be on there for, for his influence, right, his impact, how great he was. So yeah, those, that's the the final choice. Uh, Jerry and Joe, Ricky, and Stephen Curry. Okay, I would go. I mean, Steph is probably. I mean, obviously recency bias, but he's got to be the the number one, especially being like the only basketball team in the Bay. Um, Ricky's not going to be on there for me. Um, I'm going to try to pick from from each big team if I can. So it's going to be Steph Buster. Um, uh, John Madden Ooh. or Al Davis, one of those, probably John Madden. Oh, yeah, um, Ooh, good choices. Yeah, um, oh man, and then flip a coin between, between Jerry and uh, Joe. I'm gonna go Joe Montana just because he's the quarterback. 
Yeah. Jerry yeah. played for both. Like I saw Jerry carry some too, but yeah, that's, that's good. I mean, Al Davis and John Madden uh, certainly have a spot up there. So yeah, that's a tough one though, especially with how many teams there are. It is. Yeah. We, we're, we're pretty blessed in the Bay area to, to have all of the sports we have, but I had to give Ricky the nod. I mean, to me, Ricky, Andrew likes to say it this way is the name of the game is scoring runs. Who is the all time? runs leader in baseball ricky henderson you know and like he was the ultimate weapon you know speed power just a threat defensively offensively i don't think ricky gets enough credit in the baseball goat discussions you know everybody will go like babe ruth willie mays you know barry bonds but i think ricky, yeah we didn't talk willie mays at all either wow yeah, I, but he was he was a New York Giant too, so you know you you have Just to for a year or two. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. But Ricky, with his and his roots in Oakland, man, I just wish I could have been around to watch him play for real. Yeah, if Bonds wins a championship, he would be on mine. Just being from San Mateo, yeah, I think that's a, a good point to mention too. Is how many rings do they have? You know, that's all the guys we mentioned. You know, Davis, Madden, uh, Willie, Ricky, Steph, Steph, Buster. Yeah. They all have rings. And that's, I think that should pretty much be a requirement to to be on one of these things. Mm -hmm. For sure. Okay. Last one for you. I had fun thinking about this one. Okay. American sports stadium slash arenas. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fenway Madison Square Garden um, Wrigley ah, This fourth one's tough Is there really an I'm trying to think of football is there JT would be so pissed right now. Oh my gosh. Lambeau field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, speaking of which JT, you'll love this uh, for one of my buddies, bachelor parties this uh, September going to the bears Packers Sunday night football game. So how did I not remember Lambeau field? Yep. I think those are my. <laughs> Okay, so you're are there any that I missed or that you would change? Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought about Fenway and Wrigley. I, I definitely put Fenway on there as being mm-hmm. the, the holy grail of baseball stadiums. And it's pretty amazing to watch a game at both those spots, but Fenway gets it just because it's a hair older than than Wrigley Field. Uh and yeah, I mean, you got the Ivy versus the Monster. That's that's yeah. about it. Yeah, so Fenway, Lambo. I thought about MSG, um, but the the last two that I picked were I picked the Rose Bowl. Okay. And I picked instead of MSG because like I think I need to get a basketball one on there. I picked um, Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas. Wow. Yeah. All right. You know, I'm not a big college sports guy, so that, that one surprises me. But um, that, yeah, I can I can live with that. 
college basketball arenas, there, there's a lot of mystique about those, you know, especially with how old some of them are and how the, the noise echoes in those buildings. And it's kind of a legendary place, you know, Kansas in a lot of ways is, is a birthplace of basketball and, you know, whether it's Indiana or Kansas, you know, uh, people say Cameron indoor with Duke, but I I think you, you got to give it to one of those, uh, I think, yeah, I think Kansas gets that nod for me. Yeah, that's fair. I can live with that. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I almost forgot Lambo. (laughs) Wow. We'll just play it off that you meant to forget Lambo because, you know, you're just trying to be be funny with JT. (laughs) (laughs) I should have just left it off altogether. Ah, no, Lambo sucked. (laughs) Well, you're going to have a blast. That's going to be such a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to get over there. Yeah, uh, JT is actually coming to visit the the Bay. We're gonna we're gonna squeeze in some nine holes before I, I head over to my game. <laughs> nice. Is he when's he coming out to do that? Uh, shoot, nine, cool. nine days. His birthday's in a week, so or seven days. So yeah, hey, I don't know why I didn't think of this, but Augusta National has probably got to be. It's Ooh. not a. Ooh. It's not an arena or a stadium, but it's a venue. I would count it. Would count it. I'm gonna. That might I'm gonna take off with... Wrigley and put on Augusta National. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that's a more respectable uh, stadium venue, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. That's my final answer. Well, good. Well, this was a fun episode. Got to touch on some different topics, and you know, hopefully, you guys enjoyed our our brief more brief episodes as, as of late uh, i know our our listenership hasn't been as strong as it's usually been but we do thank you for listening also matt i i told fish but i did get fish a shirt for uh for the appreciation nice and uh, if he's listening he better be posting that pic in the chat because i was pretty pretty happy with my creativity on that one <laughs> to get him some sort of joe random swag it's not Joe Random swag, uh, but it has to do with uh, some some of his infatuations. <laughs> A John Rom shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that for now. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again for listening. Thank you, Matt. We'll see you all next time. Absolutely.